Season two of Breaking Beta is brought to you by Gnarly Nutrition. After the episode, use the code BETA15 for 15% off of your next order at gonarly.com or click the link in your show notes to have the code automatically applied. Gnarly Nutrition. Push your possible with science-backed, delicious sports nutrition. So listen up. It's how it goes. I front each of you an ounce. Right, you sell it for 2500 I keep the two. You keep the five. No cutting it. You sell it as is, all right? 2500 an ounce? That's kind of like hopeful, bro. Yeah, Jesse. Streets maybe 17, 17. 18. Okay. Hey, this is the best shiz ever, all right? Everybody and their mother's going to want to taste. And second... Who else is selling right now, huh? It's dry out there, that's for sure. Church. So you point at how you want, okay? Quarter, half, teen, or whatever. But I make what I make. Too large. No exceptions. Short me, you're out. Cut it, you're out. Period. This is a big opportunity I am giving you. Understand. Badger, what is this? Um... A big opportunity. Exactly. All right, this is the ground floor. Gentlemen, how far you go is up to you. How far you go is up to you, Paul. You and maybe (laughs) Beta Alanine. (laughs) We shall see, right? All right, we are here today to talk about a paper called Beta Alanine Supplementation and Sport Climbing Performance. Uh, Authors are Christoph Sass-Novoshelsk, uh, Judita Vesheslik and Piotra Kachka. Nicely done. I looked all those up <laughs> and tried to learn how to say them. Uh, from the International Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health in 2021. And the purpose is to investigate the effects of beta alanine on climbing specific performance. Man, I like it when a paper has a simple title and a simple purpose, and it's simply done. Yeah, we were just talking about that in the pre-show. It's like, we did a lot of convoluted papers this season. This one was quite refreshing. Yeah, it felt like, I told you when I first looked at it, I was like, ah, this is a cute little paper. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't mean not impactful though either though, too. Exactly. They say in this paper that they aren't necessarily concerned with the mechanisms by which beta alanine might be helping just with, does it help? And I appreciate that. I love it. Yeah. Uh, for the uninitiated, before we get this thing started, let's explain beta alanine for just a second. Um, Essentially, research has shown that supplementing with beta alanine improves exercise performance, uh, specifically in efforts that are dependent on anaerobic glycolysis. And that's the the transformation of glucose into lactate when the oxygen supply is limited. Um, So basically, power endurance is sort of how Mm -hmm. we think of that. Yeah, and a short note on some of like, you know, the physiology behind all that. So when we break di- break glucose down into um, lactate and hydrogen ions, you know, we can use lactate. Lactate isn't necessarily right. the bad guy. A lot of the issues that come from fatigue and working hard without oxygen to the muscles comes from those hydrogen ions, which creates a more mm-hmm. acidic environment in the muscle. Um, and that affects contractility. 
um, a lot of other things we use those muscles for to get the performance outcome we look for. So it's hypothesized that beta alanine can buffer some of the acidity in the muscle when we're working hard and let us continue to keep working hard. And like you mentioned at the beginning of the episode, maybe get to the chains. Yeah. And, you know, most of the research has been done on sports that are lower body dominant. Um, so I think this is really interesting to to look specifically at a sport where the forearms are our limiters in this case um, and see if beta alanine is actually going to help us. Yeah, it's literally looking at climbing performance, not some analog of performance where we have to make you know a logical leap <laughs> to see how it applies to climbing. It's looking where at how long, to... yeah, how did someone climb? So yeah, they didn't try to try to create a sport route on a hand grip. Yep. Actually <laughs> exactly. modified hand grip squeezer. <laughs> Good. Um, yep. All right, let's jump into this thing. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I'm Paul Corsaro. I'm Chris Hampton. Lucky two guys, but just guys, okay? And you're listening to Breaking Beta. Where we explore and explain the science of climbing. And with our skills, you'll earn more than you ever would on your own. We've got work to do. Are you ready? 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 ready. I am ready. Are you? Man, I guess so. It's the it's the last official episode of the season, mm-hmm. though. So, uh, how are you feeling about what we covered this season? I'm psyched on it. It was a good mix of things. We broke away from you know what we you would expect to look at when looking at climbing research, which I thought was cool. Um, we looked at papers that tried to look at a lot. We looked at papers that didn't really tell us a whole lot. We looked at papers where we got some information out of it. You know, that's that's what this is about. We're sifting through the weeds and getting ourselves intentionally lost in the weeds so other people don't have to. Look it up. It's science. And I think we did a good job of that this season. Exactly. Uh, I feel like we've done a good job over the, the last two seasons of kind of laying out what climbing research looks like currently, um, addressing some of the findings that we see being repeated often. So those are things we can be, you know, we can count on a little more mm-hmm. and looking at some of the big limitations. Um, so honestly, I'm excited to start figuring out where we go from here. And, you know, I think next season might look a little bit different because mm-hmm. we've laid this groundwork. Yeah. Always good to evolve, right? I'm psyched to keep rolling. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's jump into the methods. In a scenario like this, I don't suppose it is bad form to just flip a coin. All right. So for this study, there were 16 elite climbers, uh, 14 male, two female. Again, there's an imbalance. We talked about it. We'll continue to talk about it. Hope it changes in the future. Um, out of those 16, one did have to drop out for a knee injury. And then something I couldn't quite grasp. <laughs> I, I had to do the same thing here. Yeah. Given that the study repeated measures two-way analysis of variance within between interaction, a small overall effect size, an alpha error, and the desired power of 0.8, the total sample size resulted in 12 participants. I don't really know what that means. We might have to call Dale in for a special one just on that paragraph. I think that's um, who can explain it because it's definitely just the data. You know, when they, when they're giving the results, they're saying, you know, seven in this group, eight in this group or whatever. So Mm -hmm. it's definitely just the way the data decided to look at it. Yeah. So I thought that was (laughs) interesting. I hadn't seen that in a paper before. I'm sure it's happened, but that gave me, gave me pause. But, um, so yeah, so they ended up with 12 participants that they looked at. 
Um, so all participants had experience in boulder, bouldering and lead competitions, and they had some medalists on the national level. So there were some high-level climbers in there. Uh, mm-hmm. all, all also had experience in extreme rock climbing, which I can only assume, assume means they consumed <laughs> copious amounts of Mountain Dew. But um, uh, but actually, no. So what they meant by that is there, there are some climbers who have climbed 514. So we've got a good mix of people and some pretty high-level climbers in this group. Um, four of the climbers had tried beta alanine in the past, but no one had ingested it for a few months before the initiation. So we're coming at coming into it with a pretty level playing ground. Um, one thing they did, they didn't follow a unified training program as they were going through this, which, you know, maybe added an element of variability, but also I think it apply, it could also show the universe, the universal nature of maybe yeah, what the study same. showed. Cause you know. This is going to apply to a world where people are doing different things outside of the supplementation. Yeah, I think but, not controlling for the diet and the regular training program actually works in their favor. Mm-hmm. One thing they talked about the training program, again, just I, I wonder if it's just the difference in language here, but the yeah. main <laughs> elements of these training programs, there were campus board ex- exercises, especially laddering, monos, and then in parentheses, double dinos. I was like, oh my God. And then, <laughs> or touches, dead hangs, and weighted pull-ups on fingerboards and doing hard boulder problems. But it looked yeah. like monos in this paper was pretty much just a double on a campus board. So yeah. two arms, one run, run, run to another. Yeah. I thought it was really funny that what we call doubles, they call monos. Yep. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh man, these guys are crushers. Yeah. Mono dinos on the campus board. Like they found 14 Wolfgang Golics. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, so what they did as they did this study, so they broke uh, the group into two different groups. One group consumed beta alanine throughout the course of this uh course of this study one group did not the group that did not also got a placebo pill that looked the same they didn't know what they were getting the uh researchers didn't know who was getting what and they even did something mm-hmm. cool where they gave guidelines on how to consume this pill to kind of spread yeah. out the effects because apparently one of the uh side effects of beta al- alanine is your skin can tingle so obviously if you don't know what pill you got but your skin's tingling like crazy you probably know what you got Right. Have you have you used beta alanine before? I haven't taken a supplement for it. I remember reading a book. I think it was Alex Hutchinson's Endure a while yeah. ago, where he talked yeah. about it. And like, I tried to find some of the animal sources that had a lot more in it. Um, but at the same mm-hmm. time, I ne- I've never used the supplement. I have, and it's it's very distinct. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a little unsettling if you're not prepared for it. Um, I personally like my supplements and things to feel like medicine so that I know that it's working. So I like the tingling, um, but your face does. It's like this pinprick sensation. You get really tingly from taking Mm -hmm. it. So going into this, I was like, how are they going to have a placebo group? If you take it and there's no tingling, you know, you didn't get beta alanine. So they, they were giving four grams a day and they split it into four doses per day to reduce that tingling, uh, reduce or remove the tingling entirely. So I thought that was super smart. Yeah, that was a good idea. Um, I know I've, I've had a climbing partner bail on me once in the past where the morning of that person took a pre-workout that had that in it. Yeah. And he didn't know. So he's like, hey, uh, I got a bail. Like I'm going to the doctor. I'm feeling really weird. So. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so funny. So yeah, after so that that was the intervention, the uh, use of the supplement, and they did some testing. So 
couple of the tests they did, they did this before and after the supplementation regimen. Uh, It consisted of a high-intensity upper body intermittent performance or power endurance test, which is pretty much foot on campus reaches, had a foot on, you're on a campus board. Uh, They did intervals of 20 seconds on, 20 seconds off for six intervals. And then they did one more 20-second interval with a 10-second rest and then another 10-second interval at the finish, if I read that right. I had to kind of read that a couple times too. They were just trying to get it to fit four minutes perfectly, yeah. I think is, is what right. they decided because I think that has something to do with the comp time. Yes, that's right. Um, yep. so, so that was the deal there, but this, cool. I, I thought this was cool because it's essentially one of our tests, mm-hmm. uh, in our testing battery is this almost identical movement on the campus board. Yeah. So always cool to see it back up with what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so what they did, they looked at both before and after the, uh, the supplementation, how many reaches they could get in that time frame. So, you know, you're going on this. You're trying to just yeah. bang out as many reaches as you can. You're trying to move fast. You're moving powerful. And, you know, these are, you know, high-level competition climbers, so they did a ton. Uh, the other test was a hard bouldering traverse. So it was 11 moves on a 45-degree wall around V7, V8-ish. Um, they mm-hmm. would just go back and forth to failure, and they tracked a couple different metrics here. They tracked the number of new moves an individual did and then also the time to failure. Um, and then the third test they looked at was an easy traverse. So another traverse going back and forth to failure. They track the same things, number of moves, time to failure. Uh, the traverse for this one was on a 30-degree wall, so a little bit less steep. And the difficulty was around 6B, 6B plus. So that puts us at V5-ish, V6-ish, somewhere around v- there. V4, V5, something V4, like that. V4, V5, yep. So they looked at easy efforts, harder efforts, a good mix of things. And then they just uh, – they rested five minutes in between the tr- in between these attempts and these uh, tests, and then they checked back in after twenty eight days and looked to see if there are any changes. Yeah, I I like the setup. It seemed seemed really simple, and you know, if you're just looking to see are they going to perform better after this, we expect that everybody's going to perform a little better, right? They're in a training phase for their competition season. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody's going to see some progress, but is the beta alanine group going to see more progress? I think that's yeah. the question. And they didn't just stop at like a sports specific measure. They looked at actual rock climbing, but they also looked at the sports specific measure too. So yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Simple, polished, good. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back and tell you all about what they saw. Please. All right. I really need a break here. Okay. Let's be honest for a second. I'm not getting any younger or less stubborn. And as I approach my 50s with no plans to shelve my desire to continue climbing harder, I have to put a premium on products that are trustworthy, high value, and easy to implement. With careful use of gnarly creatine, collagen, and protein, I can get in more quality workouts with more power, and that means more and harder climbs. Win, win, win. Look it up, it's science. Use code BETA15, that's beta one for 15% off of your next order at gonarly.com or click the link in the show notes to have the code automatically applied. Gnarly Nutrition. Push your possible with science-backed, delicious sports nutrition. Yes, science! 
let's all go back to work for Christ's sake, okay? All right, we have returned and we're looking at whether or not beta alanine is going to help these high level climbers. Um, going into it, were you concerned at all? I'm curious about the the high level of the climbers not having a lot of room to improve. I thought about that. Um, I think the fact that they're looking at two different groups, I think they would have been able to tell still um, if one group significantly improved over the other. Cause we weren't just looking at magnitude of improvement. There was a comparison. So maybe that mm-hmm. would help tease some things out, but you know, we definitely could be in the realm of diminishing returns a little bit. Yeah, that I was definitely concerned about that. And that made the results for me even more surprising. So mm-hmm. um, after doing four weeks of this supplementation, either with beta alanine or with a placebo, they came back, they repeated all those same tests. And here's what they find in the campusing test. Um, campusing with feet on, I should say, the climbers in the beta alanine group added on average 21 reaches when compared to the placebo group who added on average eight reaches. You don't even got to run statistics on that one. That's a pretty obvious difference. For me, that seems like a pretty big deal. (laughs) Um, The hard traverse, the V7-ish traverse, there were no real differences. Everybody improved a little bit, but Mm -hmm. nothing statistically significant. And then on the easy traverse, which was around V4-ish, it allowed them to stay on the wall longer. The beta alanine group improved significantly, a 51% improvement in number of moves and a 59% improvement in time to failure versus 19% and 27.5% in the placebo group. So everybody improved, but the beta alanine group almost doubled the improvement of the placebo group. Man, after like looking at a season of like marginal improvements and having to like kind of squint your brain to like put things into place, like this one almost just hits you in the face, doesn't it? I know. Uh, don't you wish we could have a whole season of 10 episodes of studies this simple and easy <laughs> and effective? I think our podcast would be a little shorter. It'd be way shorter. <laughs> um, so it looks like four weeks of beta alanine supplementation may improve efforts of climbing that's around one minute or longer. Mm-hmm. And it also appears to help short bouts of upper body power endurance. And in this mm-hmm. case, it was big foot on campus reaches. Um, I think I could take that into other places and expect to see somewhat similar results personally. And also too, if you think about it, supporting more power endurance, if you just look at it from a training perspective too, it means you're probably going to get a better output from hard training and get more out of it. So not only are you performing better, you're able to put in more quality work and that that's got to compound a little bit, right? Totally. Totally. Um, There are some things to keep in mind here that aren't Mm -hmm. super obvious at first. Uh, The beta alanine group, while while they were randomly chosen, they actually had considerably lower scores in their Mm pre-tests in everything except for the time to failure. Um, This indicates to me that they had more room to see improvement. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if we can chalk it up entirely to the beta alanine. Um, and they mentioned several other limitations in this paper. Um, mm-hmm. One, it was a traverse, and they theorized that climbing up um, may do something different. They 
they questioned the hold choices on their traverse. One was all edges, one was all mm-hmm. pinches. Yep. Um, they questioned the not controlling the diet and training. Um, but I, for me, I think this is number one, a great starting point for knowing more about how beta alanine can help or not for mm-hmm. climbers um, and whether or not you may want to use it. Yeah. I think, you know, if someone comes to me and asks, you know, what my thoughts are on beta alanine, you know, I had read a little bit about it, um, in kind of in lay person books, like I mentioned earlier, just articles on the internet. Um, and you know, I had thought it was a pretty good idea and, you know, it was worth trying, but after reading this, I think this is like the, ev- this is one of the pieces of evidence. So I'm like, Hey, you know, but from what I've seen, it's pretty well, pr- pretty well supported. Might be worth giving it a shot. Provided, yeah. you know, if you make sure you don't have any medical issues or talk to someone right. if you're not sure about if a supplement is right for you, you know, disclaimer, disclaimer, talk to someone with doctor in front of their name if you're going to put something into your body, most likely. Totally. But yeah. Yeah, for me, it's convincing. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I've got some goals that kind of fit right into this uh, sort of timeline. They're saying maybe it doesn't help for climbs that are under one minute. Mm-hmm. Um you know, maybe it just doesn't have time to do its thing essentially. And I've got quite a few goals, both bouldering and uh, short, powerful sport climbs that fit right into this. Uh, they, they last a little longer than a minute. They very much look like foot on powerful campusing. Yeah, this is Lander Town right <laughs> yeah. now for sure. <laughs> so, so I'm going to try it, you know, um, Gnarly Nutrition has beta alanine in their pre-workout. Uh, it's five grams per dose. So they were taking four in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's available with and without caffeine. So for me, that's where I'm going to start is uh, I'm going to try some of the pre-workout, uh, work that into my routine and see how it goes with these goals for me. Yeah. You know, maybe you, if you're in a long season, maybe near the end of the season, you need to make a hard push on something. You're close. You know, you're at yeah, you're close. You're on a road trip. You're there for a couple months, and it's the last month, and you're trying a sport route that's kind of in those in that realm. Yeah, why not give it a shot, right? If you don't have any health contraindications. Yeah, I I think it's I think it's super interesting. So, man, I I sort of like ending the season on a short little this easy. This may be the shor- shortest one study. we've ever done. I think. <laughs> <laughs> maybe what we need to do is do more of these. Um, yeah. <laughs> we can get 20 episodes in if we, oh, for sure. If we have more of this kind of study. Mm-hmm. Um, just as a note, uh, I know I said this in the commercial, but you know, if you guys are interested in trying beta alanine via the gnarly nutrition pre-workout, uh, be sure to use the code beta 15. That's beta one five at gonarly.com. You can also click the link right there in your show notes. It'll automatically apply the code on the website. So go check some of that out. Um, I think that's it. I think it's done. Yeah. All right. Uh, you all can find Paul and I all over the interwebs by following the links right there in your show notes. You can find Paul at his gym, Crux Conditioning in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, and when you're hearing this, it might be starting to think about cooling down in Chattanooga. Um, so if you're in that area and you want to get trained up for a good winter of bouldering in Chattanooga, definitely hit him up over at Crux. Uh, If you have questions, comments, or papers you'd like for us to take a look at, hit us up at community.powercompanyclimbing.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. 
leave us a review, and please tell all of your friends who want a deeper look into what science is actually saying about rock climbing that you have the perfect podcast for them. And we won't see you next week. Um, we're done. It's over. For now. However, we're going to try. Uh, I'm going to put this out there. I may... What what do the kids say on the internet? Felt cute, might delete later. It's like, I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I might delete this later, but right now I'm going to say we're going to try and get a few special guests, uh, some of the researchers we whose papers we looked at this season on for interviews um, coming up in the coming weeks. And we'll also be back with more Better Call Pauls in a couple of months, uh, building up for season three. So hit us up with those questions if you have them. Awesome. Thanks a lot, y'all. I really appreciate you guys listening to all this. It's been a lot of fun and can't wait to keep it on moving. Yes, science. It's done. You keep saying that and it's bullshit every time. Always. You know what? I'm done. Okay. You and I we're done. Breaking Beta is brought to you by Power Company Climbing and Crux Conditioning and is a proud member of the Plug Tone Audio Collective. For transcripts, citations, and more, visit powercompanyclimbing.com slash breaking beta. Let's not get lost in the who, what, and whens. The point is, we did our due diligence. Our music, including our theme song, Tumbleweed, is from legendary South Dakota band, Riff Lord. This is it. How it ends.
Don't not yo, yo.